Like a lot of artists, like they'll be like this, they'll be a humble guy, but when they hop in that booth, I kill a nigga, I shoot a nigga, I you feel me? That's the that like that's the persona. Like that's not me. When I hop in the booth, I'm just I'm just putting the the I'm putting, you know, the best me into my message. I'm not trying to be nothing else. You know, when I'm Shavier, I'm just the best creative version of me. Hip hop hustle podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? All right. There we go. We got there. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with the great shaver or shave va as well because i know in your lyrics you always reference to yourself as like va so you'll, you'll probably see a little bit of the difference the spelling as well sometimes is a little bit different you got the capital v and the capital a so uh super excited to have uh how do you prefer to be referred to actually instead of me just trying to guess it how do you prefer to be referred to uh shy va shy va you know, it's a, it's a common theme uh, with the podcast for me to fuck up rappers' names. Um, so I do apologize straight out the bat, but Shy VA obviously came through. Um, he's just dropped a new album as well, New Realm Order, um, that just came out. And from in my humble opinion, I think it's the best project you've dropped thus far. I think the music sounds the best. So props to you, man, but it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate that, bro, man. Like I said, I'm honored to be here, man. I'm, I'm always um, honored to speak my journey to um, anyone who's enlightened to hear it. So, you know, I'm glad to be here, brother. Well, we were talking before the podcast, and then I realized halfway through us talking that we weren't recording um, because we were going to get onto some interesting topics. But you did say that, like, you know, and, and I've read that you've had a pretty tough journey up until this point, like, you know, a lot of people talk about an artist's journey, but yours has been a little bit different. Yeah, man. It's been a crazy journey, man. It's been a crazy journey. I feel like I've had an interesting lifestyle. You know, I've grown up interesting in general, you know, uh, just my upbringing and everything and, and um, how I was raised or what I came into or what, how that shaped me. But as far as specifically to the music, um, definitely came in... Um, you know, in a unique situation, I didn't have much uh, when I started or when I realized that I wanted to take music seriously. And um, I really went through the the the, the battle to, to upcome as an independent artist the hard way. Um, so, but yeah, I definitely had an interesting journey, man, um, getting to this point, battling so many different things to um, to become the artist I am today. But ultimately, it just shaped me, gave me that mental callus. Um, built built that strength and understand like if I want to do this, you know, what I mean, you have to really be built for it. Well, I always wonder, like, you know, when you start the journey, like, where were you at mentally, emotionally? Because it's like one thing to, you know, say you'll do it, and there's another thing to actually do it. Like to be right. like, all right, I'm 100 percent committing now. I've told whoever I want to tell, whether you told anybody, but like, where were you at? emotionally where were you at mentally and like what was the kind of point where you're like no nah, enough's enough i gotta go for it yeah that's a great that's a great question right there man shoot 
Uh, I think that that question right there speaks directly to who I am as far as what got me here. And I'm a very determined and motivated individual. Um, so anything that happens to me that is, um, you know, that could be looked at as detrimental or a setback, it motivates me instead of puts me in a, a place of sadness or depression. Um, so I'll say when I first began music, I was in, when I first started doing music, you know, I was in a, in, I was in a fun place. I was just doing it as a hobby just to, you know, see where it went. Um, and, and then, um, one thing led to another, my, the people around me really embraced me and said, I was, I was a dope artist and you really could do it. You got the sound already just confirming for me. Um, then I took it serious. Like I said, I ended up losing everything. I was homeless. And that's where I really gained the motivation because I just felt hurt. You know, when when you go through certain times in life, you start losing friends. People start talking about you. You know, you saying you telling people you're going to rap and they looking at you like, man, you need to get a job or you need to do this or that in the third or you need to focus on this. And you're like, man, nah, I'm about to. Everything that was said to me, I took it as um, fuel and motivation. And I'll say just my my overall content at that time was just, you know, just I wanted to prove myself relentless, uh, uh, relentless. It would be the best way to describe myself. Resilient is how I was feeling. It's always interesting, though, that like, you know, I've spoken to a few artists now and they, they talk about when they decide to go full-time artist and they decide when they when they fully commit and they have people around them who are like, you shouldn't do it. Like right. there, there are always people around them who are like, you need to get a proper job, you need to build a career, you need to get stable money. It's always interesting that the people people closest to you are usually the ones who are like, "Hey, are you sure you want to do this?" Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, my friends. I'll say my family were weren't really the the most supportive of it. You know, uh, that's where specifically, like my family. I I don't have I didn't have a traditional mom, dad, and all of this, I come from a single parent home. So like usually in a single parent environment um, and when you don't, when you come from maybe middle-class or poor environment, don't really have much men's meat type of vibe. Once you, once you come to an age where you're grown, you kind of, you it's all for you, you know, you got to figure out life for yourself. So um, I'll say that's when my friends, you know, really came in and held me down where I didn't have, really nothing and I just needed somebody or some people to be there. My friends were there. My family, you know, like I said in the beginning, they weren't really supportive of it. I had to really prove myself to the people around me, even the people that were supportive through the journey. I've had to even uh, prove to them that I can really do this because, you know, once you hop into this field, it's deeper than, okay, can you make a good song or two? It's can you really make a hit song? And then when you make that hit record, can you make that, you know, transition into other things that can help you keep growing as an artist? And it's just a crazy business that's, you know, ongoing. Yeah, I think it's also different to releasing a song, to releasing lots of songs, to releasing an album, and to do it year in, year out. I think, right. like, to be fair, I'm sure there are a lot of people who say they want to be artists and they just aren't cut out for it or they don't realise the actual commitment that it requires of an individual to be like hey like the the story of the one album go big is not reality 
that doesn't yeah. really happen. You got to like grind for years and, and whether they release a studio album or EPs or projects, like everyone's releasing music and everyone's doing it for a long period of time. So I think like it depends on where the advice is. It's like, hey, you can do it, but you got to be like willing to know that like it's going to take some time and it's going to take money and investment before you get return. Like that's the hardest thing about creating content is that especially as an artist, like music videos cost a lot of money that like, you know, paying producers and beat makers and getting everything sounding good cost money, like promotion costs money. Like you spend a lot of money before you even have anything back. Right. That's right. Like, uh, you completely right. It's, it's, you just, once you, it's you, you gotta figure then even before you get to that, like if you want to step back and get to creating the sound, just simply creating a sound that's marketable um, for people to buy into you or, or having what it takes to create a sound or finding the pieces around you to create the proper sound that makes sense to who you are as an artist. And then once you get that down, then understanding the business of how to get your sound heard. So it's, it's definitely steps and so many levels to it. Every win, every little small thing is looked at as a win in this business. And um and really it's it like you know if it's one of those things like it's like going to the NBA or doing anything you have to be fully committed you have to work harder than people that are just doing a nine to five um like this is what I do full time with my life so I'm on it when I wake up like I look at what like what Pete Diddy said he takes naps periodically like four hour naps throughout his day so he you know he's you know he's he's you know he's staying rested but he has all the time throughout the day to stay on task and focus on getting to the next level each and every day. I didn't realize Pete Diddy did that. Yeah. That's, that's one of his, um, when it, you know, just one of those quotes, you know, when you'll hear, uh, hear certain things that'll stick. That's one of those things that stuck with me. Cause I move like that. Uh, I, I don't sleep all day or none of that. I, 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 you know, I try to get the most out of my 24. I feel like as an artist, you need as much time to hone in not only your artistry, but your business understanding and strategy through the industry. So talk to me about that. Do you just take four hours as a nap when you need it? Or like, do you have a set schedule like throughout the day where you're like, Hey, usually this time I'll take some sleep. I feel like I have a natural schedule. Like once you start moving a certain way, you'll kind of have your time periods where, you know, around this time I'll probably take a nap Mm -hmm. and get up and, here but i would um you can say it's kind of like a schedule because i really uh operate off the same type of times i get up very early i make sure that i'm I'm up in the morning i enjoy the morning time a lot because you know it's just when you're first waking up you get your natural thoughts um you know it's, it's usually peaceful in the morning um so i just handle my business and you know it, it allows me to be on track for the day so i put in my work through the morning afternoon i might take a nap or whatever, if I'm feeling a little tired. Or, yeah, it's, it's really when I'm how however I'm feeling. If I feel tired, take a nap for a few, get up, get back to work, write some music, market, do whatever I got to do to, um, you know, get, get my music heard by the next person or get the next opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I'm a morning person as well. Um, like, you know, I, I always find that, yeah, getting up in the morning, my head is clear. Like, you don't have the, the weight of the day on you yet. So it's like, you can kind of like, it's like a reset. 
And I just right. love that about the morning. And like, I also love the idea that there are mornings where you get up and other people aren't up. And it's like, I'm starting to hustle early. Like there's kind of like a, a cool little self win that you get with doing stuff like that. I agree with you. I agree. I, I like being feeling like I'm the first person or one of the first people up. Like when I'm up, I'm literally like, you know, uh, you know, it's my that's my time. Because like you said, once the day gets going, there's so much things going on. You might get distracted by what you you might not have completed something you wanted to do that day because of something else that happened, you know, and I kind of really go with the flow with what's going on. I know what I'm going to do every day, but you never know what could happen or what I decide to do because as an artist, you know, it's it's a it's a very open game. You know what I'm saying? Anything could come up. The situation could happen. You could have to travel over here. And, you know, I'm always on on call to, to what's next. Does it happen often, like the random travels? Like, how does that work? What is it usually that you have to travel for? So I'll usually travel for, like, if it's a show or an event or I do. Um, so I'm, I'm very into... I'm a, I'm the type of artist. I don't I do everything myself. So you see my platform. That's all done by me. My, my own marketing. That's everything. Nobody helped me get that traction. You know, toward I got it all myself to the point where, um, I I'm a social media manager. Also, I'm also um you know behind the industry with working with other artists and building them alongside of building myself. That's my, you know, how I'm self-employed, how I eat, because realistically, like you said, it's very hard, you know, to make money off of your actual music. It takes some time. Um, so with, with everything that goes into your publishing and just your streaming build up or however it goes, it just takes time to make actual revenue with your music. You can make money, but sustainable making a living, buying a house, doing this and that. So I found another lane. Um which has helped me propel even quicker as an independent entity and a business in general. Um, and it, you know, I'm one of those people that I don't, I don't put it out there. Like I'm doing this down in thirties. If you know, you know, I'm part of actual business. So back to your point with that as well, I might uh, meet clients or I might go out to LA. That's where the, my business is based of um, and where we're just, you know, getting it started up and, you know, transitioning into bigger things with it. But we now we just have the basis and the formula of how we're going to operate and grow other artists and entities, companies, et cetera. So with that, it all intertwines back into the music with me because that's how I can invest more or be, you know, learn also because I'm doing, you know, industry work, marketing and stuff. So as I'm building and working with other people, helping other people grow, I'm learning how to grow myself. So, so what is your business? Like, what's the kind of plan for it? Because you said it's like starting, it's growing. Like, what's the what's the plan? What's the kind of big view for it? Well, the big view really is to make it like a, um, a marketing label sort of thing. Um, we're going to have distribution as well. So, but we're going to be an international label. And, you know, we're, we plan on pretty much working with all sorts of people and acts getting them um, to the next level, specifically in international. And um, we're partnered with a guy that's from um, Asia. He's from China and he's, you know, invested into our business and with his clientele. So um, pretty much we're just really trying to take the marketing and the music industry label and all international wave and fuse what we know with them because they need a lot of international acts or upcoming people don't have 
may not have the knowledge to grow their platform or have their stuff distributed with a, a major independence type of thing. So uh, we're like dot connectors as well, just plugging people into where they need help, just that type of thing. Um, just all like you can look at, you can come to us for pretty much anything, you know, we can get it done. Awesome. I think I think it's more common now for people to start looking at distribution deals and marketing deals as opposed to label deals. Like I think, you know, people are starting to realize that like they have a certain skill set and then there are certain parts of the business that are missing in terms of what they can deliver. And so like instead right. of signing your full project, you just like, hey, I want to like just help this particular aspect of it. So, I mean, I think it's just the growth of hip hop now is like we're starting to see like different businesses focused on specific areas of the music rather than just like encapsulating it all in one. Because it's, it's adapting, you know, and I feel quarantine, that that era changed the music game a lot because like that's the era I came up in. Like once the quarantine happened, I was in a position to where I was already locked in 100% to my music and my art coming up. And it, it allowed me to figure out and focus on um, different strategies to grow and, and get my platform and be seen. And, and, you know, then my song Basketball ended up blowing up eventually during quarantine and still trending uh, to this day, which has been helping me grow um, as an artist and as a brand around what I'm doing with my new music and what I got to come as well. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that the phone is vibrating so I can hear it on the, right, yeah, my phone, I'm, uh, I try to put it on. I don't know how to like turn the notifications off for for real. Like my phone be going crazy the whole day. I think if you put it on, um, do not disturb. That's how you can put it on. Um, look at us where, while we're here, we're, um, we're giving people phone life hacks. Um, it. But yeah, that's that's how my friends are always like, hey man, like they, I just put my phone on, do not disturb it. It helps them. But um, yeah, I think it's... No, go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say, because I, I, I have do not disturb set up for um, just a certain period of time. Like like at a, at a certain period of time at night, I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want a bunch of notifications, so... But I didn't realize that you can do it like like that. Just like you shut down the whole, whatever's going on. So I'm gonna start doing that more often. Now. I know you just put me on the game life hack. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I put my phone on airplane mode when I sleep. Like when I'm sleeping, I'm like, no one's disrupting that. Like you know, my mom was like, hey, like what if there's an emergency? And I'm like, it is what it is. Like. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't know. It's weird because I don't. I do get messages as well, like weird hours. I got friends overseas and stuff like that, and so like I don't want my phone going off. So I'm just like airplane mode. I've been doing it for years as well. It just helps you sleep so much more on airplane mode or do not disturb. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, that's why I definitely do that on during night. Like I have a I have a set. So once I hear it's a certain point of time, people just can't call me all crazy and text me. Or I get a whole bunch of notifications because it's time to wind down for the night. Have does it kind of feel weird getting so many messages like you know your phone blowing up on a regular basis or like you know when you drop tracks, drop singles, and you have a lot of like people going, "Hey, this is really good." Does it feel kind of surreal in a way to get that you know appreciation and get that like feedback? Man, it definitely is crazy. Like 
sometimes I like it's hard to even for me to believe like that is it, it's going on like that like or like when really I think the most the most thing that I'm proud of with myself is just having a, a song that trends that people you know think about every day like it's it's crazy to to see a song do that you know what I mean and we're in a game today where you can you can if you have the right budget you can you can you know invest your way into getting your song to do something like that or getting it to um reach certain uh audiences or levels but it did that organically like I didn't have a big budget coming in everything I did was out of the mud and just me wanting it and going beyond the measures and sacrificing things that I needed to stay focused on my dream and my goals. And God, you know, the universe responded to the, um, to, to what I put out there. So um, I think it's, it's definitely surreal having all, all the people showing love and people knowing me in different areas and, and recognizing me when I'm around and, you know, in different places. I'm from Virginia. I can go to many places and people know who I am. So. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, do you, do you kind of, do you like it? Like, I wonder, like, when it's starting to happen, do you like it? Or have you started to be like, I can kind of see what being really famous is and it must be tough. Well, see, with me, like, I feel like I handle it different than people. So I'm not an arrogant, um, you know, talent or act. I'm very humble and even in my music and my art, um, you know, I'm very vulnerable and introspective or retrospective to what's going on in my life. So I make music to inspire my audience and for them to feel um, or relate, uh, like, you know, what whatever they may be going through. I try to put it in a way where they can learn from it and be like, dang, I've been through that. I'm going through that. I, you know, I like the way he said that. You feel me? That inspired me to get over this. You know what I'm saying? If you were homeless, I want to inspire you to beat that. It's nothing. It's part of life. If you don't got nothing to eat, I'm inspiring you to go figure it out and go get something to eat. You feel me? I've been there. You know, whatever, whatever. I just, I'm a reality artist. Um, So, you know, that's just where I get my inspiration from at the end of the day. How did you get through that stuff? Like, do you have any, like, tips for people? Because you were, like you said, you were living out of your car. You were homeless, um, you know food becomes a real challenge and it's almost like it's it becomes a crazy kind of crossroads or it's like yeah. this becomes my long term or like I got to make it back and like for a lot of people unfortunately it does become their long term and there's no they kind of get stuck in the trap of like living on the street but how did you manage to be like this is not permanent like what did you have to do well, one, I had great friends too. I had great friends um, that just didn't that knew I was bigger than what my what my situation was at the time. So, um, my, my my one of my best friends, Ro, shout out to Ro when you see this, him allowing me to uh, when I was in the heart of being homeless in the winter and just really really was getting bad for me. Just was like, man, just come down here on on the campus, Norfolk, the Norfolk camp NSU, and I stayed on campus and I made my name on campus. And he gave me an opportunity to, you know, stay in this dorm and be in that environment, you know, with all those people. I made a lot of friends, connections and, um, you know, and just was myself was genuine, was real with everyone I came across with where I was at and where I was going to be. And all of those people 
that seen me at that time, you know, since we're speaking on it and, and, and from what I told them or what I will come, they seen me become that and more. So they, all they do is praise me and stuff. But um, back to the, what you asked, I just, you know, I utilize um, my, my friend's help and, and what the, the help I did, you know, them put me in situations. I just figured it out. Um, I did what I had to do to eat. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I can't even, man, I can't even, that's, it's bro. That's a that's a crazy question for real. Cause when you when I really sit back and think about it or put myself in there, it wasn't easy. Like it wasn't, I couldn't even tell you I just did this or that. Like sometimes I had to do illegal stuff. I, I some you know, then I did illegal stuff. I had to you know, I did everything it took, you know, to get over it. You feel me? And I just say what ultimately the universe or God or whatever anyone believes in, the spiritual realm is very important. Um, when when getting yourself through physical um, experiences, sometimes you can't control everything through just you. You have to go beyond it. And for me, that's what works. Um, asking for help through some something greater, and and then you know they will um, respond to you if you reach out in a genuine way and figure out how to connect with um, you know what you believe in, whether it's religion or whatever. You know, I try not to get into that too much because that's you know that's a whole nother thing a whole nother subject but you know that's just my advice is to tap into what you believe in that's greater than you and follow it and you know never give up you know what i'm saying understand that god gives his toughest um battles to his toughest soldiers so when you're going through something that is you know extreme if you're living through it and you making it obviously you're going through it to become stronger. So when you do, you'll look at that and you'll thank God or you'll thank that situation for making you who you are. Um, and then just having that battle strike and you know what I mean? It makes you different from most people. So uh, that's what I'll say, you know, not to, you know, run off about it, but um, I, I feel it's, it's many different things, but the main thing is just the spirit above. Well, I mean, man, you run off, go for it. That's what we're here for. So I'd rather you go for it and run off and go on tangents because I think the cool part of like artists is that like I think you find thoughts as you talk. I think you find kind of like different perspectives. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm very when I come into interviews and anything. This is how I, I'm. I'm whatever. Like like this worth having a real conversation. So I try to keep it to who I am as possible. I don't want it to feel like. You know, cause some, some, like you're a very good interviewer. I'm letting you, I let interviewers know off the rip if they're good or, you know, I, I just try to be real cause I want people to get better in what they're doing. If this is what they really want to do, but you do this for real. Just off the fact that like, um, it, it, it you're letting, you're not, it's, you don't have quite, you just going with the flow. So you're going to get the realest me. What you did was your research. So most I feel like most interviewers or podcast interviewers that I've come across so far, some people have done a little research. I heard a couple of songs, but some, like even re- I've had, I've had an interviewer, they didn't do the research at all. They over there asking me certain things. It's like, you could have like, so it rubs me the wrong way. And then I don't, like you said, I don't want to come back now. You know what I mean? So it's just about like, when we're doing these things, we have to understand the importance of what we're doing. There's somebody that loves Xavier. So they really want to know how I think, what I've been through and how I got over that. You know what I'm saying? Or there's some people that don't know me at all and want to see what I'm talking about. Well, who is he? What, what, what's the, what, is, what is he even about? You know what I'm saying? So 
that's why it's important. So you want we want to get the best version of what I could say or what I'm thinking about or whatever when it comes to these things. Well, I appreciate the feedback, man. And, you know, my from my perspective, like anyone I interview, I always want to have a genuine curiosity as to who they are and how they got to where they are. And there's like you cannot do that without listening to some of the music. Like I, obviously you can't listen to every song that every artist has ever done, but like listening to the music, you know, reading bios, looking at other interviews that they've done. Like, I know it, it feels weird. Cause I never want to ask a question. That's like, how did you come up with your name? I always say that that's the worst question that any interviewer can ever ask because it's going to get the same answer that everybody else gets. It's the right. same shit. It's the same origin story. It's a pre-planned answer. And like, I don't, to be honest, I don't care that much about like right. how you got your name. Like most names are like, you know, linked to some childhood story or someone called me this and then that. And it's like, okay, cool. That's what it was. Yeah. It just ends up somebody usually eight, nine times out of 10, a person was given that name, their rap name, their artist name. They were given that or inspired that from something somebody gave them and they made it another, their own thing. So, which was in the case of how Xavier came about. My One of my good friends and one of my, my right-hand mans, he was just like, man, Xavier, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you represent Virginia. You're going to represent Virginia. And he's, you know, and I got a lot of visionaries around me. I don't have a bunch of yes men. I have visionaries. So, like, I'm at the point now where they see where I've taken my craft to and they know, you know, they tell me, like, like I tell anybody now, like I like out the realest group around me, you know what I'm saying? That like from the phases I've seen to where I started to where I am now to where they feel like I'm one of the greatest rappers that they ever heard. That's how they truly feel. You feel me? Like I don't tell them, I don't they will say this every time they see me. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm already successful with within me proving what I'm doing on the just area or levels of my city, Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's never really been an artist that has took it to where I, I've taken it and will take it. And, you know, I, I hold that chip on my shoulder because I'm a person that um, I always seen myself making it big in something, whether it was basketball or when I tried to do the work, try to work a nine to five. I worked the best I could when I was in the streets. I tried to trap the best I wanted, whatever it was. You know, I, I wanted to be the best or do the best so I could put myself in position for the next thing. So and, and one thing I'll say to lead off that, you know, a lot of people like to judge what people do. I think sometimes it's not what you do it's how you do, it. you know. Well, something I wanted to ask you before we got on to this tangent was like, it's interesting because like morality and like right and wrong is very subjective and the survival yeah. instinct is stronger than like the morality instinct, in my opinion. Like, you know, I always think that, like, it's it's hard to judge action sometimes because you're not in another person's shoes. And so, like, I can only imagine what it's like to be pushed into a corner and you don't have a choice. You've got to fight for your life or you've got to fight for survival. So the rules of the game don't really apply when you're fighting to survive. And so, like... These are the the things that kind of like I think about that, you know, and you said it yourself, you did some things that were illegal just to like survive. And it's like, yeah. but the I'm rules of- 
feel like certain things that, not to cut you off, but certain things that rappers glorify, that's the things that I've done. Not nothing, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want, I'm not painting the picture of me, nothing, not nothing crazy. But a lot of things that rappers are glorified, that's something that I will do. I'm not really even going to talk about that. Or if I do, I'm going to say it in a way where it's an understanding of what we're saying here. That's the type of artist I am. But, you know, I'm putting it in, still I'm putting it in a, a unique form, the trap conscious form. So I use um, uh, powerful beats and stuff like that because um, I understand that in this today's game, that's what catches the listener. You know, you want to catch the listener in as quick as possible, feel me? So um, with me, that's just what I studied from that and then what my ability is and meshing it together to bring that type of art out. Well, how do you feel about the glorification of um, kind of the streets? Because that, you're right, 100%. That is 100% what it is. You know, it sounds cool visually. It sounds, and visually it looks good. Like, I mean, we see it in movies all the time. Like the, right. the best movies are like, you know, gangster movies or like, you know, drug dealing. Like they, they sell because they're entertaining. Um, and then when you listen to it, it's also entertaining. And it's like, this is kind of like, yeah, as you said, glorification. But how do you feel about it? I mean, now, I feel like, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing here because it's deeper, it's it's deeper than, you know, what it seems. So I think that day, like, I respect any artist that made their way, you know, that's first and foremost. Like, I respect any artist that put themselves in position to do this because it's the hardest, it's a tough game. But in the in the game, in the game, I feel like it's a format, you know. And when I say it's a format, like it's it's you know it's it's a certain way that they want you know the music to be or sound, and that's the acts they're looking for right now. What we're talking about that is the glorification of gangster rap, the drill scene, stuff like that. I don't like where I'm at with it, you know. At the end of the day, everyone needs an outlet, so I'm not gonna sit here and say. I don't want them to have no spotlight. I don't want them to win. I want anybody who has a talent or anybody that, you know, is putting herself in position to, you know, get there. But when you're glorifying killing and black on black, and my thing is I'm always about uplifting the people, especially our people. You feel me? Um, I just would, you know, want more of that, you know, put more spotlight on black excellence. It can be a balance. It's a duality to life. I'm not saying get rid of that. Cause it's real. It's really killing and it's real shit going on, but there's also positivity as well. But, you know, and I'm not saying that positivity doesn't get there. There aren't positive lanes or there's not, you know, but we know that positivity isn't in the forefront, I would say in today's game. So um, that's why, you know, with me, um, I try to blend it. I don't, I don't uh, glorify or talk about, I'm not a gang, gang, gang artist, but I, my music is real. So I will s still speak on certain things or put stuff in a certain way where you understand that I know how it goes. But um, when it, but overall, I guess I'm not really with glorifying um, just killing in music or killing each other, you feel me? And, or self snitching, putting yourself in position not to be an artist no more. That's what I want to, I want that shit to stop. Like if you, if you a gangster or that's what it is, be that, but put it in yourself, put it in a way where you're not indicting yourself for the people around you, you know, um, that's, that's where I'm at. And that's just for the people, that's just for the sake of 
the artist just for yourself like you do you want to be free you know what i mean like is that they they love putting us in the, in the cage so um i miss i miss at a point where we just need to have more common sense and um you know we i know the environments you know the environment is crazy but let, let's not just fall into what the product of the environment is let's be bigger and better you know what i mean and that's really starts with just cutting out silly shit like niggas don't gotta do all the you know unnecessary dissing or smoke on the ops and all of that stuff little old stuff you know what i'm saying but it is what it is at the same time you gotta look at it where once it already starts and people start you know talking about the dead and going crazy on somebody's homie and they really killing each other it's, it's kind of you know in a sense too late i agree i mean i think that like you know music is an art form and that like there will always be the 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 killing and like that 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 part of it i mean that's in movies so like that's what people like to listen to they like to watch and they like to listen to things that they wouldn't ordinarily do and i'm talking about most people within society but i think right. the the real problem is like when people legitimately think that it's okay to kill or rob and steal over songs and it's like right. to me like music is purely art and it should be viewed as purely art and not as reality and so like there is a difference between every artist and the music they make and the person who they are as a person right. like deep down because like you know 50 cent has said it time and time again that when he goes into business meetings he's not 50 cent he's curtis jackson 50 right. Cent is the image of being an artist and what he became famous for. But as an individual, he's still Curtis Jackson. Like he's not 50 Cent all the time. Right. That's real. I'm going to say where I'm going to say where I'm different. I'm a rare artist because I feel like I'm one of the more truer artists. Like who I am in my music is pretty much who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I'm not saying like, um, you know, music is is creativity. So. When I'm shot, when I'm in that studio, it's a whole different energy than I'm putting into it. So, and I and I've turned that switch on when it's time. But as far as like what I'm on, like I, like a lot of artists, like they'll be like this, they'll be a humble guy. But when they hop in that booth, I kill a nigga, I shoot a nigga, I you feel me? That's the that like that's the persona. Like that's not me. When I hop in the booth, I'm just I'm just putting the the I'm putting you know the best me into my message. I'm not trying to be nothing else. You know, when I'm shot VA, I'm just the best creative version of me. Yeah, I think every artist is a version of themselves. Like there's a part of them. Like I, you know, in the podcast, I'm probably my most outgoing self in the podcast because it's like the version that you have to switch on. Am I like this right. 24-7? No. Do I have times where I'm like, I don't want to talk? Obviously. So like right. I think everyone draws on their own energy and they figure out, you know, what energy it is. Because like, as you said, you find the most creative version of yourself in the booth. But like, right. there are times where I'm sure you don't feel creative and you're like, oh, I just need a rest. Or I'm like, this is not clicking for me or whatever it is. So it's definitely all within the artist. It's just like extreme versions of it to bring it out and bring out the best. Right. That's a, that's a fact. And every artist is different. You know what I'm saying? And what they're trying to do, or what they're trying to, what their vision is or how they want people to feel. You know, um, I just know that, you know, music, you know, sound 
it's a frequency at the end of the day. So there's low, there's low frequencies, there's high frequencies. So I, I try to, you know, at the end of the day, like I try to put high frequencies out there for people to, to catch on to, um, you know, and, and that's what I feel like um, makes, makes art, you know, makes my art different from people um, or makes my art different from a lot of the artists in today's game or, you know, it's artists that there's definitely artists out there that um, vibrate at a high frequency when they create. But I think that's what lacks on the mainstream. Why do you think that is? Just when you say, why do I think it? I think yeah. so because when, when we spoke on earlier, the format of what the art they want pushed, you know, I think, you know, if most of the art they want to be pushed is gangster rap, that's more of a low a low vibration frequency that they will want to be out. Um, and I think personally, like, ignorant cells, I feel like it could just be for, it could be for many reasons. It could, it could be for, you know, that's what they feel like is going to make money. Um, it could be a deeper reason. It, it could be to keep uh, our people moving and thinking like that. Um, it, you know, it's, it's however you want to see it or however, you know what I mean, you want to dive into it. But that's kind of how I personally feel. I ain't going to lie to you. Does it make it hard to listen to a lot of the music with that perspective? Yeah. Well, I don't listen to, um, I don't listen to a new rap for a fruit. And like, I'm the type, like I'm a real artist. So, um, I'm really focused on my sound. So when you're an artist and you listen to every single thing in the world, you're going to end up biting and sounding and you doing what everybody else is doing anyway. So it's good to understand what the comp's doing or what the wave's going on. So I'm always, and plus the how I do, like I refer to my business and what I do, I'm always on the media. So I'm always hearing and what, I know what I have a feel for what's going on just by working with different artists or seeing different things. So I'm 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 on those I'm tapped in, but I'm not like I'm not listening to nobody every everybody every day. You know, I'm focused on me. And if I'm going to listen to to uh, other artists, it's gonna be artists that are that, that I grew up on, greats or people that I look at as the greatest of all time, um, to learn and pick up on things from their art and what they did that, you know, I could mirror in my own way and put into my art. So you know, I try not, you know, this is how I look at it. I listen to different genres of music too. I'm not even just listening to rap. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, I listened to a Spotify playlist the other day. I was just looking through to find some new music and just seeing who was on. And like, they all kind of sound like Little Wayne in a way. Like, it feels like it's, they're, they're kind of mimicking the style of Lil Wayne and, from each song to each artist, I found it quite tough to find artists that really sound different. Like I was like, I don't really see the difference between this song and, and that like, song. And these are on mainstream playlists that you're looking through. Well, I just had a look like every now and again, I just go to see what's, what's like popping. Like what, right. what, are, what, are, what is being pushed? What is like going through? Um, and it was just like, I heard the same sound for 20, 30 tracks. I feel like Lil Wayne, um, I feel like it's, 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 it's certain, there's sounds. There's, there's a few sounds that, that are like recycled. You, you might have that Wayne type of sound and you got that drill, cheap keeping them type of sound. 
Then you might have the NBA Young Boy, no cap type of sound. That you, the Kodak and them type of sound. So it's a couple of sounds, the, you know, that that are recycled that I feel like that I'm continuously hearing. Or the Baby and Gunna and them type of sound. Then those be the sounds, and it'd be a whole different type of artist doing those sounds. Yeah, it just it was just interesting to me that it was like I really don't see the differentiation in the beat. I really don't see the different. Like I wasn't like okay, something stands out. I did find one track. I got to make sure I shout out the the one track that I found because I was like this stood out. Um, give me one sec. Um, it was Mike Dimes' home. Um, that was Mike just Dimes. Mike, Mike Dimes. Dimes. So shout out Mike Dimes because his voice was different. The beat was popping. It was different. It wasn't like, because I, I was listening through, I was like, oh, this is different to all the other tracks that I heard. And so right. straight away, it like caught me. Otherwise, I'm, I just skip it because I'm like, it feels I'm going to scroll kind of through. I'm going to listen to the voice a little bit, listen to the beat and kind of go, eh. And that, that's what most of it was. But um, I think there's still room for artists to be them. Like, I think we should be trying to get artists to do something unique and really find their own voice in hip-hop rather than emulate another voice in hip-hop. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's easier said than done, and, and that's what I work on every day is just creating my, my, my own unique voice in hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, and just having something new, and when people come across it, you know, they can, like, yo, this is different from what I usually hear or what I usually feel in music. You know, that's what I do it for. And also being versatile, I, I enjoy making different sounds, too, at the same time. Um, doing, you know, you know, it's different type of producers. So I don't I don't go on YouTube and, and look for beats. I have producers that send through the email. So I have a lot of different producers that send beats. And then you can, you can kind of catch the wave of sounds of what's going on through what the producers are sending, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also what's underrated. And I have this conversation with one of my friends is like the ear of the artist. Like, because the, like you said, you will pick the beats that you decide are like, you know, working for you. And some people have amazing ears. They just like find these beats or they find producers that really work with their sound. And that's an art form in itself to be able to be like this specific sound or this specific beat is different. And I know how to bring the most out of it. And I think that's that's a really unique and 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 skill that is so important, especially in hip hop. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I think that's what, you know, makes beautiful songs and, you know, great artists when you find that that you that sound blend that has never really been heard and you know, people are just like rocking with it. You feel me? That's what it's about recreating. Um, or innovating sounds. And then, you know, when you do that, it's going to inspire in a whole nother group of people, just like we were just talking about. I guess that's just how it goes. You know, when you have a, when you have, that's why I like the Biggie, Pox, Jay-Z get talking about so much because they influenced the Little Waynes and then Little Wayne influenced the Young Thugs. And, you know, it's an ongoing cycle of how it goes. Like, when that one next sound takes off, people are going to, oh, that's what's working. And everyone wants to create off that sound. Then a couple of people might work for them. Then it'll fizzle out. Then that next sound comes and, you know, repeats itself. I wanted to ask about your music because 
I, I have heard you you do use auto tune. You use like a few different like things to change your voice in certain tracks. But like you've also got a good natural voice. Is there a plan to like use your natural voice and not kind of change it? Because it's I don't know. I'm a fan of like deep voices in hip hop um, rather than the auto tune. But I was interested because like spending so much time for me, not only listening to hip hop, but editing and like listening to the voice and like there's certain voices that I'm like, oh, that could sound good on like a, a kind of like a darker beat or like just on its own. So I was wondering, is that something that is on the radar for you? Like, do you feel the same way? Yeah, man. Um, nah, I mean, that's what um, I've always been told. I'm very experimental in my music. So um, I, I kind of, I do so many different things, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm even mixing it up. I got a lot of unreleased music. I have songs where I start off with my natural regular voice and then I'll switch it to, I mean, sometimes, you know, I can, I can really like utilize my voice. So sometimes I'm able to use my voice as an instrument to where it'll sound like I'm using auto tune and I really wasn't, it's just how I, how I made it sound. Um, so it's just really learning and um, learning my voice and just getting better in the studio with my engineers, that chemistry. But I definitely um, got some songs in a way using my natural voice, of course. Because I think, you know, it would be cool to see the difference between like the projects you've released and then a full project of like, hey, this is my natural voice and we're going to do different beats because obviously it does something different. So like, I think it just gives you diversity as an artist and, I think, honestly, that's what's missing is a lot of people emulate, and that goes back to emulation, is like they're manipulating their own voice to sound like what's popping or what's popular. And I think if people stuck to their own voice more, we would see a little bit more diversity. Like you would see kind of, you could use the same technical principles, you would just have a different sound to it. And I think everyone's voice has a different sound frequency and it works with different beats. I think that's kind of the key. I think that's like the missing piece is like, hey, like you're cutting yourself short by replicating others. Like, yes, learn off them. Like, yes, study. Yes, see what made them good, but use it in your own way is probably the key. Right. Then that's, I mean, what I do is like when I use auto-tune, I try to use it in a way where I don't, I'm not using it to like hide behind it. You know, a lot of, um, I really try to, I always barely use it i'm literally using it um to to just get that point or the mood of the song how i want it and it's really just atmosphere and understanding too that that is what a lot of the modern uh kids use so i try to balance that but i also have um older uh, or like i have a, a um you know people i have an older fan base too like people that are in their late 30s early 40s that like my music so I definitely, and they, and they like really when I just rap and, you know, notes auto tune. So I'm am able to do both well. And I definitely have a lot of music where it's demonstrating, you know, the both best of both worlds and stuff. So I think that's key. And, you know, you always want the artist to grow. You always want the artist to get better. And I think a lot of artists struggle when they find a sound, but then they don't develop because they're right. kind of like a flash in the pan. It's hot. It's, Everyone loves it, and then it's like, okay, what's next? And like, I think I'm we see one, that quite a bit. Like one, one one thing my fans like about me is that I surprise them. Like I'm not a 
you can't predict what I'm going to do next. Like if you go like, so what, what I, I got um three projects lined up and just, um, and, and then uh, have you heard my project earth is hell? Uh, I think I skimmed through. I didn't listen to the full thing. Okay. I'll say out of all my projects, that is my most, that's the project where I use my natural voice the most. I'll say about 70% of it didn't really use too much auto tune on that project. I've, I would check that project out. I definitely, um, especially tracks like Dear America, um, Legendary, Lawless Game. What was um, the feedback on it? Like, what did your fans say? They love it. They love it. It's one of my best. It's my. It's one of my best albums. I'll say, um, new. I'll say, new realm order. Then when I just dropped that project, just like. Before I dropped that one, so I, I look at it like so. Earth is Hell was my best project, like overall, lyrically wise, and how it's put together, quality. Radio Ready was my favorite, and that was the album. I'm that was the um that's my most streamed project, and that's the album where I have the biggest song with basketball, and it's doing this thing on TikTok. That was an experimental project, and when I dropped that project, when I first dropped it. I feel like that's a project that's that it's, it, it caught on later on later on people caught on to to what I did because I um that sound that I you know the basketball sound like when I created that it was never really heard before which was what made the song truly different it was it was it was an auto tune or melodic song but what made that particular melodic song different from other melodic songs is that I told a story in it. and that's what I do in a lot of my songs I'm not just hopping on it you know, just freestyling this shit. I, I come in, I prepare my music and then I choose how I want my cadence to be or how I want my audience to feel it. And, you know, and I live, I, you know, I'm, I live with the results where, um, you know, I know some people were, you may, some people might, uh, one person may not like this song, someone will love this. I have so much, so many types of songs. So, and I do that because, um, First, that's just the type of person I am. I'm a diverse, I have a diverse personality. I'm not just one way, you know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people aren't, but I just display that in my music where I just have different feels. I look at it as moods or I make like in a playlist of type of way, like you can just put my music on shuffle and really catch different vibes, different type of styles. And um, in my future music, what I'm getting better at to really display my versatility is I'm gonna drop my projects with specific vibes of what I do. So I'm gonna have a vibe where it's just like more of my natural voice or, you know, more of a, a like you said, darker, deeper, kind of harder, you know, whatever, just more of, you know, um, just more uh, aggressive kind of energy to the project. Then I'll have my more melodic vibe. Then I might have a more spiritual type of essence or I don't know, just different ways, just different versions of me, but just uh, really, uh, emphasizing that through my albums in the in the, the best way I can, maturing and growing as into the artist I'm becoming. It's funny, as soon as you said um, different versions of me, I had the, exactly the same thought, that a, that it would be a cool idea to do over a period of time to be like, all right, I'm going to show you all the parts of me. And it's like this part, this part, this part, and this part. And over like, you know, a journey of, however many years you can be like, 
hey, this is now the journey of me. This is like the exploratory version of like what I'm going through and how I deal with my challenges and come to terms with both the good and the bad. And I think that's an important part is like, you know, I think a lot of us gravitate to people who we can kind of understand and right. understanding different versions of is important. Um, right. and understanding that as you do have like a light, fun version of yourself, but you also have the the dark realist who can get sad and get angry and get frustrated at things. And I think that those, the kind of contradiction of them all helps create like a piece of work where it's like, this over a body of time is shy VA. Shy I, th- VA. I just think you get to be able to be like, listen to these four projects. That's who I am versus Great. people who try to put it in one album. And it's too much for one album. Like one album is a, like, it's a lot to put your whole personality, oh, your oh, whole oh. being in one, in like eight tracks. That's it's virtually impossible. Cause it's going to be like two tracks of each. And it's, too jarring it doesn't even make sense no that's that's completely true bro you made some some real valid points and you you understand exactly where i'm going with what what i'm saying with the direction so just me being the type of artist where i've made so many types of song or put different types of projects together i'm just trying to get better of you know my 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 point my my you know my point of emphasis with the projects now or the theme or the vibe just to, I want it to be versatile within the vibe. The vibe's consistent, but it's different type of flows within this vibe. And then I go to the next vibe and it's different type of styles within this vibe that I'm kind of giving you. It's a similar vibe, but it's different types of songs within it. It's not the same song. You know, a lot of artists, they just have that same type of, that's they that's they go to. That's they know that's what, I'm not that. You really can't find two songs that really sound exactly alike in my catalog. Well, I think it's a cool marketing and selling point to be like hey you got to listen to four albums to get the full me because it becomes like a, a literally a long story it's like part one part two part three part four or however many parts there are i never really thought about it like that but the way you the way you just broke that down made me really i mean i, I mean I, I subconsciously that's how i've been doing i put my like everything i put out is this is the next part of where i am I started off straight from the bottom was my first mixtape. I was homeless. There was the I'm trying I'm trying to get out the mud. I'm trying to trying to get on my feet. You know, I'm telling people what it was like and the you know all different types of perspectives of just coming from the bottom. Um, and then you know me maneuver moving from you know that area and then going to my next destination and and then you know figuring things out, just wanting to become better as a lyricist and get my flow right and just 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 focusing on just rapping, just rapping my ass off, rapping wherever I went. And growing from that to learning how to really make good music and hop in these studios and start getting my shit out and, you know, get people to know who I am. And going from that to actually, like, I need to really be doing music full time. I don't want to work. I don't. I want to be in the space of just creating music and getting to, Hopping, what they say, hopping off the porch when you when you in the streets and you just hopping off at a young, hopping into the music game. Just like I got, I just got to hop in, win, lose or draw. What it is, this is where I want to be, and I'm gonna figure it out and get into that. And then you know, and then once you get, you know, you get your foot in the door and people know who you are, then it's just about establishing and and stamping and just making yourself a household name or making yourself 
uh, your presence here, you know, forever in the game and this you solidifying your spot, which is where I'm in the middle of doing now, just solidifying my position. Well, it's interesting because we, what we hear a lot of is like what we do. Like I was here, now I'm here, and that's like the journey that we talk about. But what yeah. I don't hear a lot of is like the surface underneath that. Like we got, like that's quite deep because you've got like rappers who obviously just talk about whatever and then you've got yeah. artists who are introspective. They talk about their journey. But what you don't hear too much and is, to be honest, I don't even know how it would be done. It's just an idea that I have is like the the parts within you, even deeper to the next level within that are like you're you're dealing with yourself, like the the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the good, the bad, the ugly. Like why in this scenario you feel like this or why this happens and then you react like this. Like those are the things that like in that journey of self could be a cool kind of like, yeah, three or four projects. No, that definitely would definitely be dope. Just a, a real conceptual project of what, what I'm, what I'm going through, what I'm battling and how I respond and counteract. And, and now I'm going to definitely uh, take that into account. And, you know, I'm the type of person, like I take, especially conversations like these, I feel like this is a, you know, a, a real purposeful conversation. So, everything that you're saying, everything that you're asking or we're putting out there is being valued and being processed. And it's going to inspire me and motivate me. I don't know what I'm, what this conversation is going to do once I get off, but it's a good one. And once I know that, once I know the energy is good, I just respond to it and, you know, recreate how I felt through this into my art or into my business or whatever, into my motion to get to the next point. And I think that's all it's about knowing how to channel your energy uh, for a benefit for yourself. Well, I I mean, it just makes me happy because I just want hip hop to do well. Like I'm a fan of the music. So like, there's no benefit for me to be like, you know, give you bad energy or to like just do anything else. Like it's an important thing to me. Like I've loved hip hop for a long time and I'm a kid that grew up in Australia um, outside, you know, the Mecca of hip hop. So like, and I'm just like, Hey, if, if a conversation that we have, whether it's planned or not helps, then that's the important part. I did have, when I interviewed, uh, La Russell, um, he wrote down a few of the quotes that I said, and that was, that was kind of the coolest thing ever. It was like, damn, it inspires me to have more conversations. Now that means you you doing you doing what you you know what you love to do you good at what you're doing you know and it shows like you you come you know what I mean you come prepared and you're not even you know what I'm saying you don't even have it prepared so that's when you know that you meant to do it like you but you prepared like me like I ain't I didn't come prepared I didn't have or was overthinking and I just like I'm ready like you feel me I'm ready for whatever bro acts good bad or indifferent you feel me like. I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm comfortable with who I am as a person, as an artist. So that's all that really, you know, that matters when it comes down to it. Well, I think the key is like, I don't like the the planning aspect of it because then you, you've realized quite quickly that it's a question answer. Like yeah. it just becomes the format. And so you're like, okay, I'll answer next question. And it just becomes like this robotic version of it. And to be honest, I've had kind of, some conversations where like it takes a while for the artist to warm up, but there's a yeah. point where like you can kind of 
put on a show for 30 minutes, but for an hour, an hour 15, it gets quite tough because you don't know what's coming next. And so like, I'm the type of person, and as I'm sure you can hear, I'm going to ask questions about the things you respond to me with. So like, it is going to be a proper conversation. It's not going to be like, I'm going to pick this random shit out the air, although sometimes I do. Um, But it's like, but that's the whole vibe that I want. Because like you said, anyone who listens to this wants to hear about you and who you are, not the pre-planned answers that you might have that you can do on a radio interview for five minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Like, so that's what I understand about this, you know, about doing these. You feel me? If somebody who's never had a conversation before or heard how I think music or n- knew how I got about the jam or how whatever, you know what I mean? Just, you know, I just try to give them the proper insight when I'm speaking about my music journey, you know, because, you know, I might, it, it could be somebody else that is, is up next. You feel me? I could say that thing that just uh, puts that chill through their body. That gets them, you know what I mean? That gets them going. And then they, they shout me out. Like, yo, Xavier, I, I rock with Xavier. It's one of my favorite rappers because it's that and the third. He inspired me to do this. And I want it to be positive. I don't want nobody to say, yeah, Xavier inspired me to kill three people. Nah. But that's not here or there. That's near here or there. But that's just what it's about, though, man. Whatever whatever you do, I don't know what everybody else do it for. But I do it to inspire people to be the best version of themselves and get over you know a lot of people say when they hear my music uh makes them you know they usually play it in the gym or when they're working out because a lot of my music one thing about me is i have high energy regardless um i have i, I can i just bring the energy through the music you're gonna feel it so and when i perform it you're gonna feel the energy too that i put out and that's i think the really the best quality or underrated aspect to my music that people it's just the, the energy, like the lyrics, cool, whatever you want to. This, I just know I put that energy into it, and however it comes out is is how it comes out. It's subjective to whatever you want to call it from there. And obviously, if you're a fan, obviously, chat let Chivier know. But I'm obviously aware of time, and I do have one more question for you. And as we spoke about questions that are not planned, this is the only question that I plan properly on the podcast. Um, so. I was full of shit when I said that I don't plan any. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once, cannot be your own album, can be any genre of music, what would it be? Recommend one album? Yeah. Okay, we'll recommend one album. Like it doesn't have to be the best album of all time. It's just an album that you think everybody should listen to. That I think is personally special. Um let me really give me give me like give me give a couple seconds, because I know what I want to say, but I'm gonna make sure it's not one that it's like, but not that album. All right, I'm gonna say the Kanye graduation album. I think, uh, especially for hip hop, uh, you know, true hip hop fans um, that say maybe a young hip hop fan that doesn't really know about Kanye, they just know the Kanye today. They may not rock with that Kanye. That oh, Kanye West, I don't know why. Go listen to. I mean, you can go back and listen to his old whatever. I mean, I'm pretty sure people know Kanye. Kanye like that, but I'll just say Kanye to graduation. I, I love the album. It's probably one of the only albums that I actually like got physically copy the CD. We'll play it every day on the way to school. You know what I mean? I had the actual, you know, when he had the cover art on it and everything. One of my favorite songs on it was Big Brother when he spoke on how he felt about how Jay-Z made him feel. You know, I don't know. Like, I just felt like Kanye was different. Uh 
with how he rapped and how he, you know, composed his music. So he was one, he was an inspiration to me. Um, also like inspiring artists that just uh, outside of just an artist that I feel like people should check out is Meek, Meek, Meek Mill too. Check out Meek Mill in his early stages of his career, his Flamers 2 project. I would check that out. You know what I mean? It's a real gritty, you know, it's, it's a real just gritty project and it's, it's creative as far as lyricism and punchlines and, you know, different type of beats. And, you know, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say, I'll say that as far as, you know what I mean? Anything that I want people to hear that I, that was special to me as far as rap. Well, hard to be disappointed with uh, Kanye. And I agree. I think that, you know, Kanye is bigger than what he does now. Like he, people forget where he came from. Like he's, he's like this kind of enigma that people talk about. And they like, they like, if you're young, if you're a two thousand, like if you're a young person, you probably don't really know how much Kanye's music really, you know, what it really did. Like, but it, Kanye's one of the greatest musicians. So, yeah, and his sound was revolutionary. Like, literally changed the way people thought about making beats people played with samples like his production on his projects was like unheard prior also, to him doing it i'll say uh he inspired artists like kid cuddy kid cuddy's an artist low-key that um he's I, I, I love kid cuddy's music you know what i'm saying and um i i've have you checked out my song die today no check out my song die today and, and get back with me and you'll see that was a song that was influenced by Kid Cudi and just um, there's a point in time where you know I was just down you know what I'm saying and it's just where I was at and stuff just thinking about different things just in my in my mind Kid Cudi's a good artist where he can just make you he can just you know get you over that the way he makes his music I don't know it resonated with me and I wanted to make something that make people feel that same way where they get that vibe from me where they hear that and it um it just you know inspires them and makes them feel better about it in a sense well i think your your whole energy your whole purpose is to you know help people and and kind of you know uplift them so i absolutely love that and for anyone that hasn't checked shy va out make sure you check him out you can find him on ig um you can find him on obviously spotify um you can find him on wherever you get your music as well um and as i said at the start of the podcast new realm order just came out so make sure you check it out as i said i think it's probably the most complete piece of work that you put together in terms of sonically i think it just sounds really nice so props to you but make sure everybody check it out but man did you have anything else you wanted to plug before we wrap up and I just want to say I appreciate you, man. This is a great uh, podcast show we had. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, we had a lot of real things that we put out there for the people to hear. And, yeah, man, y'all check me out. Um, I have some new music dropping, too. I have an uh, album coming. I have an, a, a new sound um, that I'm working on right now, a couple of new sounds that I'm building off that. But I pretty much have some albums already lined up, like I, I said before, for you guys. So just be on the, on the lookout, man. And, Thanks for having me, bro. Definitely uh, love to speak to you again in the near future once I progress and drop some more. 
definitely sounds good. Well, I've been saying I'm, I'm planning to move on the US at some point. So hopefully the next time we do this, we can do this in person rather than through a screen because as much as I like doing it like this, in person it's going to be a lot better. So, um, yeah, man, anytime. I would love that, man. Um, you have a wonderful and blessed, bro. Just keep me in contact uh, on to what's next. Feel free to reach out anytime, bro. Will do. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.